Colossians chapter 3. Let's begin reading in uh, verse 12. And it says here, uh, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, we're talking about Christians, those that are believers, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Verse 14, And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Uh, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing uh, one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And verse 17, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Now, I, I'm going to uh, briefly uh, do a little bit of introduction, but I'm going to start focusing on verses 13 through 17, uh, is where the gist of my message is going to be. Um, there's a lot in this chapter, uh, in this whole book, really, um, and for sake of time, we're just going to kind of condense it. So I'm going to concentrate on the verses that I've chosen. So anyway, um, as we study the book of, uh, of Colossians, in particular this chapter, uh, we're, we're talking about looking at some things that God wants us to put off, to get rid of, and uh, just giving you oversight of the chapter. And then, and then we're getting ready to get into some things that, starting in verse 12, he wants us to put on. Uh, some things he wants to get rid of in our life as Christians, and, and then there's some things he wants us to do or put on, right? Uh, uh, and some action things. And, um, and, and, and I preface everything I'm going to say, uh, don't try to do this in your own strength. <laughs> uh, you, need, you need Jesus Christ's strength to do these things, because uh, when you read this list, you're like, man, this sounds like I've got to be perfect. Uh, pretty much, that's what God wants you to be. He wants you to be holy. He wants you to be Christ-like, right? But, but uh, I, Sean, don't have the strength or the knowledge or the ability of my own to do these things. And so you have to trust in the Lord to help you to be that spiritual person that God wants you to be, that spiritual man, that inner man. Anyway, and so as we look at uh, verse 13, it says here, Forbearing one another... Uh, and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Uh, as believers, as followers of Christ, uh, we are to forbear and forgive others as Christ does for us. Uh, that word forbear, a very interesting word. You don't hear it too often now. It means to... Uh, to spare, uh, to treat with uh, indulgence, uh, patience. I also looked up that word indulgence, and indulgence means in general uh, to gratify, to favor, uh, to humor, to yield to the wishes of, not to yourself, to another, to withhold restraint from. Uh, and notice specifically the context here, we are to forbear and forgive one another in our quarrel against Others. Uh, a quarrel is simply uh, a cause uh, of dispute, uh, a breach of friendship, uh, a concord, maybe a petty fight, a scuffle. Uh, I got thinking, you know, how many friendships 
um, how many marriage, uh, marriages have had the joy uh, just sucked right out of them uh, over, you know, petty disputes, these quarrels that, that the Bible is mentioning, uh, over quarrels that maybe were not dealt with properly. Uh, some marriages and friendships have ended completely uh, over petty disputes because neither party would forbear or for, for, forgive uh, one another. Uh, and sometimes over just, just really dumb stuff, nothing, nothing even major. Um, Proverbs eighteen nineteen: a, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Another verse to go along with this, uh, Proverbs thirteen ten. Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. And then also Matthew eighteen seven to go along here. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. And so, you know, life can be very miserable uh, if we choose to be offended, right? Uh, if we choose to not forbear and forgive, if we, if we just hang on to that thing or things or whatever it is, uh, and I'm not trying to make light of whatever may have happened in your life. There's some very tragic and horrible things that we face in this life. Uh, and I'm not saying you just, ah, like a light switch and it's all over and yet uh, everything is great now. Uh, it's a process, right? We have to give it to God. But God expects us to forbear and forgive those that offend us. Um, Think about this. You willingly forsake, we willingly forsake our own happiness and joy when we refuse to forbear and forgive one another. Uh, you become that person uh, that nobody wants to spend time with because we're just grouchy, you know, like, what's wrong with them, man? You know, and who enjoys hanging around someone like that, you know, harbor, you know harboring their own bitterness about something that happened in their life, uh, their own anger because of their, maybe their pride, uh, their unwillingness to forbear and forgive. You know, it's it contagious. It's hard to be around that. Uh, no one enjoys that. Uh, as parents, as uh, or maybe uh, older siblings, or uncles, aunts, or whatever our title is, there's someone looking at us, watching us, uh, uh, that we can influence. And, and as they're watching us deal with our offenses, boy, they're learning, and they're going to watch you and process things that exact same way. So what are we teaching others? Are we teaching them to just uh, walk around angry and bitter and, and, and selfish about, you know, I've been wounded, I've been wounded. And, and I get that. We've all been wounded. And, I, and if you think about it, and I'm not trying to make light of anybody's wounds, again, but how are we dealing with them? God expects us, in his word, to forbear and forgive when those offenses come. Uh, we are to put on uh, uh, this forbearing and forgiving spirit, as Christ exhorts us to uh, we are to exercise this forbearing, forgiving spirit when those offenses, when those quarrels come. And so carrying on here in our study, uh, let's look at some other things that God wants us to put on. Uh, in Colossians 3, again, like a Bible study, I told you, just that, do all in the name of Jesus Christ, right? Okay, Colossians 3.14. How can we do that? Let's look at some things he wants us to do. Verse 14, and above all these things that he wants us to put on, uh, he puts emphasis on this one. Put on Charity, which is the bond of perfectness. That word charity means, in, in a general sense, love. It means uh, benevolence, goodwill, uh, that disposition of heart which inclines us to think 
favorably of our fellow man and to do them good in a theological sense. Charity means a supreme love to God and universal goodwill to men. Uh, I wrote in my Bible, I heard it preached one time, charity is an, is an action. It's a love in action. It's demonstrating uh, our love. Uh, and again, this, this verse emphasizes charity above all the other things God wants us to put on, at least in, in Colossians here. And let me read it again. Above all these things put on charity. Uh, what are those things he's talking about? It's those other things in the list. If you look up to verse 12, he's talking about uh, putting on, therefore, the, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, uh, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. He wants to put all these things on, but he emphasizes, but above all, charity. Uh, the Bible says charity is that bond of perfectness. I got thinking about what, what in the world does that mean? What does the bond of perfectness mean? Uh, bond is like a union. Uh, it's to combine. It's a connection uh, of anything that binds things together. And that word perfectness, uh, it means completeness, whole, right? Uh, excellence, the highest degree of goodness or holiness of which man is capable in this life. So let's put it all together. Charity is love, which is a bond of perfectness, or it's a connection of completeness, Right? Um, boy, it, it, I, you can see why charity is so elevated in God's eyes. We need this charity in our life. Um, it's not the only time charity is emphasized in the Word of God. Uh, if you want to just listen, I'll read it quick. But in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, chapter 13, verse 13, it says, And now abide is faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. And so it's doubly emphasized in the Word of God. There may be other areas that I, I'm not aware of or I just didn't have time to look up. But it's at least listed twice. It's doubly emphasized uh, above other traits listed with it, charity. God is, it, it puts a premium on charity. Uh, you know, when we do things for God, uh, when, when we're trying to follow Christ and we're trying to be Christ-like, if we're doing it without charity, without love as the motivating, motivating factor, boy, everyone knows it. It becomes this facade, fakey thing. It's, a, it's showy. It's not genuine. You can feel it. You can sense, You can almost cut it with a knot. You know when somebody's not doing it in love. You just you walk away feeling like I think they were forced to do this. I don't know what you know. You just you have this weird feeling about it. You know, uh, charity it resonates with people. They understand charity. They understand love. Sorry, real thirsty tonight. Um, and so this thing, this idea of charity. Uh, Look, look at, uh, well, you don't have to turn it. Just follow along for sacred time. There's a small crowd here. 1 Corinthians uh, 13, verse 1 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. You know, that annoying sound. Ding, ding, ding. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, I, can just, I just know the word of God. I, I have this great knowledge. And though I have all this faith, well, I can do whatever God wants me to do. Bless God, I can do it. Uh, I can move mountains, all this stuff. But if I'm doing it, basically, this is Sean's version, without love, I am nothing, right? And though I bestow all my goods and feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, have not that love, it, it profits me nothing. God looks at it like, why are you even doing it? I don't even care. You know, with that, with that attitude, I don't want any of your service. 
Charity suffers long. It's kind. Uh, it it invite, envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Uh, doth not behave itself unseemly. It seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Uh, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in the iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether uh, there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Uh, as a church, as a body of believers here, uh, we can give out as many church tracts, invitations. Uh, um, we can invite people to church. Uh, we can do all this great ministry. Um, and if we do it without love, it's all for naught, God says. Uh, People, again, can see that sincerity uh, in your walk. They can see if you genuinely are doing it out of love uh, uh, when, when it's bestowed to them or not. Um, in the bus ministry, those kids, um, they will know why you're there. Uh, if it's for just because it's something to do or are you there for them. Uh, it, it, you'll see it in their hearts. You'll see it in their minds. Uh, if we do it without charity, the response won't be the same. And so let's show them... Uh, Christ through our love to them, right? Uh, again, what, what is the intent behind, what's the motivation behind the things you do? Uh, people look and think about why you show up uh, uh, for ministries, to attend church, uh, to serve. Um, they, 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 they see it. Uh, do you do it because of love of self or the, the attention of others? Uh, uh, do you find yourself on the wrong side of the spectrum? Uh, that doesn't mean you quit doing those things. You're like, well, I just have the wrong motivation. I'll just quit all ministry. I'm not saying do that. I'm not saying do that. I'm just saying work on the heart, right? I'm saying work on the heart. Uh, uh, reflect why you're doing what you're doing and ask God to help you. Like I said, you can't do all this. You are not perfect. There's one man, his name Jesus Christ, that's ever been perfect. But we have, through the power of Jesus Christ, we can do these things. He's, he's, he's showing us in his word that he wants us to do. We can do it with his help. Uh, ask God to help you uh, to have a change of heart about what you're doing. Uh, and, and a lot more could be said on charity. Boy, there's so much more. Let's just keep going along in our study here. Let's look at verse 15 now. Uh, again, putting on some things in our lives that God says he wants us to have. Uh, verse 15 says, and also on top of charity, uh, I want you, he says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you are called in one body and be ye thankful. I find it interesting that we are exhorted to let the peace of God rule in our hearts here in the beginning of this verse. Then we are exhorted at the end of the verse to be thankful. Think about it. Unthankful people, they are not peaceable people. They are not content. Uh, they are grumpy. They're miserable. They're not happy. There's no peace, right? As believers, as born-again children of God... Uh, we have so much to be thankful for. Yes, America is on a horrible slope down. Where you, I, I'm not saying you can't be upset or frustrated or burdened by your country and where you've seen where it's going. But we have hope from this book. We, we know where it ends. We can have peace knowing God is with us wherever we go. We just need to trust his path that he's given us no matter what the outcome is. We should be happy, peaceable people, even in horrible situations. God is calling us to...
to have this peace, right? We live in a we live in a world of people who are not at peace. Boy, there is they are not content. Um, um, advertisement is set up to get you to want more, bigger, faster, shinier, um, louder. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's how advertisements are set up. It feeds off of the flesh, off of the uh, lack of contentment, right? And and so that's the world we live in. And so this peace that God wants us to have is contrary to the world. It's totally contrary to the world. Uh, and But God calls us, he wants us to live a life of peace. He wants to have that peace. Uh, let's show the world that peace that we know through Jesus Christ. Philippians 2.14 says, Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Boy, that is right where we are. Among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Uh, the peace of God is supposed to rule over our lives. It's supposed to, people should see it. Uh, so that you can be a light to this dark world. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, we find many Christians, and I'm not saying I've never struggled in this. Oh, I have. Uh, there's been some pretty rough days where I don't feel like my light's shining too bright, right? Because I'm struggling, right? I need God's help. And so I'm not saying I'm without this, okay? Preaching to myself. Many times we find ourselves maybe lacking some peace for various reasons. Maybe um, uh, th- th- too much of the world is, is pressuring us. Uh, 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 there's things vying for our time and our attention, maybe the pleasures in life, uh, maybe our priorities get out of order, and, and so then we find ourselves in some of this lack of contentment, uh, may, maybe even fighting some of the submission to the will of God in our lives, and so we're wrestling, we're, we're fretting, right? And, um, and, and, and so we're fighting against that peace that God wants us to have. Uh, and so what that does, excuse me, it, it'll hinder our opportunities to uh, be a good witness to someone. Uh, it'll hinder opportunities to share uh, God's word because our focus will be off. Uh, and, and let's carry that on. It goes right into that peace we need. We need we need love. We need that peace. And then look at verse 16. It, it continues on. And it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms. And I'm almost done. And hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. This verse ties back to what Paul has been exhorting in his letter. We should uh, we should study his word. We should study the scriptures. And, and the Bible reminds us here: let, let the words of Christ dwell in our hearts, um, so that we may be able to teach, that we may be able to admonish one another as opportunities permit. Uh, to teach means to instruct, to inform, uh, to communicate knowledge, uh, to admonish. Now that. That's a little different. Admonish means to warn or, or notify. Hey, whoa, you don't want to go that way. Uh, 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 maybe of a fault or re- to reprove with mildness. Uh, speaking the truth in love. Uh, being prayed up before you admonish someone. Boy, that's always wise counsel there. Uh, think about what you're going to say before you say it. Don't just let it rip, you know. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I have been that well-meaning Christian with lots of zeal. And I come... Fo- full blaring in, this is what you need to do, and you're wrong here, and this and that and the other. And boy, I've had to ask for forgiveness, because I've come on too strong sometimes with a family member one time. And uh, uh, Anyway, be careful with your admonishment, but it says to admonish. Uh, and so uh, speaking the truth is important, especially when you're witnessing to a lost person. But how you say it is very important. 
when you say it, your tone, all of that has an effect, right? Um, it's all part of that mildness needed in our speech. And it says, as God says, with grace in our hearts as we're sharing the word. Uh, I have a feeling far too many uh, newly saved persons might have quit coming to church because they got reprieved for something, maybe too early. And, uh, uh, you know, think about this. Think about all the knowledge you have now. I don't know how long you've all been attending church. Okay, so for me, I started coming to this church after I got here um, April. I started coming here April 2004, I think. Yes, April 2004. Okay, so I have all this knowledge, supposedly, <laughs> since April 2004, of all the teaching and the preaching I've heard for years now, right? Uh, when I first walked through those doors, uh, I had no clue about doctrine. Uh, uh, I had no clue on standards. I had, I had not a clue on that stuff. And so think about that when you're sharing these doctrines and these standards with somebody. Don't beat them up with it. If they're newly coming through the door, you might scare them away. I'm not saying don't ever share it, but just think about how you're sharing it. Um, each person grows at different rates. Uh, 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 if the person is asking what the right thing is to do, boy, you've got an open door. You can share. Hey, what about this or this? What, which one? They're asking you, you know? Uh, and so you don't have to Wash them with a fire hose as soon as they get here. Here's everything you need to know to be a great Christian. Uh, and just saying be careful, right? Uh, be ready uh, to share that truth in love with that mildness. Anyway, uh, we're building up to a point, right? We're building up to what I was trying to start the message with. Uh, uh, verse 17. Uh, we're, we're to put on some things, and there's so much more to put on. But we looked at a few of them. Uh, God wants us to have this forbearing, forbearing forgiving spirit. Uh, he wants us to uh, serve with love, with that charity. He wants us to, to sh- have that peace of God em- you know, coming out of our bodies, coming out of our life, just our walk. Uh, he wants us to uh, teach and admonish others uh, of his word and, 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 the, and the doctrines and the things that we know in love. And then culminates here in verse 17. Basically, what Paul's trying to say, hey, whatever you do, Verse 17, and whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Boy, this verse is a great spiritual litmus test to see say where your heart is. What do I mean by that? Uh, let's see how my day went. Well, I blew up at the slow truck in front of me, past them looking like, you know, the male version of Cruella DeVille, driving like a maniac. Uh, I don't, I don't want to give thanks to God for that. So I probably didn't have the right motivation there. Uh, let's see what else. I yelled at my wife or, or I yelled at my kids. I yelled at my coworker. Uh, I don't feel like giving thanks to God for that. Let's see what else. I, I didn't give it out a track today because I didn't feel like talking to somebody. I was in a hurry. Oh, I don't feel like it. Well, I don't, I don't want to give thanks to God for that action, right? And so you fill in the blank. But what do you want to thank God for? Uh, a rotten attitude? No, no, no. Uh, so think about that. It, it can help keep your walk in check. It can help you uh, maybe work on some things. You identify, you're like, you know, I am struggling here. <laughs> I need to work on this. Uh, whatsoever we do in word or deed. Boy, it's pretty inclusive. Boy, that, that, add just about anything to fill it in there. You know, whatever you do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. So before you do anything in word or deed, maybe consider uh, 
could I thank the Lord for this thing I'm about to do? Nope. Okay, probably shouldn't do it then, right? It's a great, it'll guide you. It really will. Because uh, 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 it says here, whatever you do, give thanks to God for it. Well, if I'm about to do something that I really don't want to thank the Lord for, there's your answer. I shouldn't be doing that, right? If you're like me, if you're like me, many times, you know, I don't, I don't pass this test. <laughs> I, I cannot thank the Lord for allowing me to ram my truck into somebody, right? You know, because of outbursts of anger. What in His name, you know? Thank you, Jesus, for letting me run that guy off the road. No, uh, but I did it in Your name, Lord. No, no, no. As believers, we all have weaknesses, we all have shortcomings, and, and God wants us to work on those. Uh, he, he, he gives us another day, right? Uh, if he's giving you another day, he's saying, you got more time to work on those things, right? Uh, a part of that effort includes uh, putting off some things. Uh, and, and part of that effort means putting on some good things. And so each day, uh, as Colossians says elsewhere, set your affection on things above. You know, up high, those godly, heavenly things. Not, not on the things of the earth. Uh, I, I'm so thankful. Uh, May 8, 2005. Boy, that's when I realized uh, right here in this church, not in this building, one of the previous buildings, but in our church, I heard good preaching. I realized I needed Christ. I realized that I, I, I needed Jesus Christ, and I'm glad we received him that day. That was May 8, 2005. You know, we all would be foolish to assume um, Everyone we've ever met in our church is saved. Uh, so be ready. Be watchful. Uh, there may be someone here tonight that does not know the Lord as their Savior. And I'm telling you, um, you need Him. There's no way. If you're coming here and you're like, I'm going to be this great Christian and you're doing it without Christ, you are going to be a person most miserable because you're going to be like, I can't do this. And you can't. There's no way you can live the Christian life outside of Jesus Christ's grace. There's just no way to do it. Um, it, 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 it's, it's a it's a works based salvation and it leads you to hell. It, it doesn't it doesn't lead you to heaven. Uh, it, it's a miserable way to go. Uh, and so I implore you, I exhort you. If you're not sure, boy, please ask Brother Jordan. Ask myself. Ask any any of the men in this church, any ladies in this church. Hey, I, I need to know. And that's how it was for me. Um, I made that day. Pastor Roach was preaching and and he kept focusing on. He gave an illustration. Um, I think it was in, I can't remember where it was at, somewhere in the Old Testament, um, where the ground opened up and swallowed uh, the, the sinners. I can't remember where that's at right now. Is that Korah? Anyway, um, I remember walking away like, I don't want to be that guy swallowed up in a hole. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. And, and so that evening, I couldn't leave the church, and uh, I, I, I just knew I needed whatever was being preached I didn't have. And Brother Lowe was still here cleaning the church, and uh, I went up to him, or actually he came up to me, and he said, what are you doing? I said, I don't know, I can't leave. <laughs> and he said, well, come over here, let's talk. So we talked for a while in one of the back rooms, and, uh, and I told him my dilemma. I said, I'm not sure if I'm saved, I'm struggling. And he's like, well, I don't know what happened previously in your life, but I do know if you were to ask for the Lord to save you today, you would know. I was like, you know what, that sounds good. Let's not go on a maybe. Let's make it sure, right? And so I made sure of my salvation that day, May 2005, and because previously somebody prayed for me, and I've never been a fan of that. And so, uh, and so I, I, I did. I said it this time. I needed to do it. It's not the words. I know that. It's not, the, it's not how much you remember. I know that. But I needed to do it for me. I needed to do it. And so anyway, I made sure of my salvation that day. 
And, and so what, I want, what am I trying to say? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so if that's you, why not trust him today? And uh, anyway, that's all I got. Um, hopefully you walk away with something. You're reminded of something. Maybe it's a challenge for you to, uh, maybe, maybe I need more peace in my life. Maybe I, need, maybe I have peace, but I just haven't been sharing that peace, you know. Maybe I have been uh, not sharing as much as I need to with others. Maybe I've, I've been in a quarrel. Uh, and trust me, if you just got out of one and you're like, man, all my quarrels are settled, there's more coming. <laughs> Another quarrel is coming. You're going to have to deal with something else that comes up. Um, God is, gives us some instructions, some teachings on how to deal with those things. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Uh, Brother Jordan, would you, uh, would you close this as, as we come up here and close this, do the invitation and all that? I, I was not ready for the invitation, so I'm sorry about that. Let's go ahead and bow our heads, close our eyes. We're going into the time of invitation. You know, we heard some uh, good things here tonight. And, uh, you know, if the Lord's worked on your heart, um, as Sean was preaching, you know, we all uh, struggle with those things daily in our lives to, uh, you know, do everything in word or deed, as it says there, right? Um, to, have, to have the love. And, you know, when we have that love towards others, we're going to, uh, accomplish all everything else on that list to forbear, to forgive, to be meek, to uh, and such as it listed, you know, and then to have that peace, you know, in our heart. Um, as we're in God's Word, no doubt that's going to uh, provide that peace to us. But if you're here tonight and you, you needed that, I just uh, ask you to go ahead and come forward uh, during the time of invitation. And, uh, you know, maybe you're here, you don't know. I want to give everybody an opportunity if you don't know your uh, heaven is your home, that, you know, where are you going to go when you die? Um, you know, come see Sean or myself. I mean, this is our normal normal group here tonight. So, um, but uh, if you're struggling with that, why don't you come uh, see us? So, um, let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, and Father, we thank you for your goodness to us, Lord. And I just pray that that uh, Lord Jesus work uh, during this time, and um, Lord, I just pray that uh, you get the honor and glory in all that we say and do. Lord, we love you. We thank you in Christ's name. We pray. Amen. I guess we don't have an actual invitation, but uh, uh, if you if you need a few moments, uh, you know, I'll give you the opportunity to come up. Um, we're skeleton crew tonight, so all right, all right. Well, if nothing else, then uh, I say you guys are just dis- dismissed. We'll see you uh, Sunday.